I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Kids crossing with their parents from Matamoros to Brownsville already know which favorite toys they're looking for. ¿Cuál es su juguete favorito? Las Barbies. Usted, muchacho, ¿cuál es su juguete favorito? La pelota y... <laughs> Fútbol. ¿Cuál es tu juguete favorito que se te hacen abrir los ojos? Um, la célula de Surprise y las Barbies. ¿Cuál es tu favorito juguete? Mm, la célula en G y Barbies y las Rainbow High. The best news for merchants in Brownsville and all along the Rio Grande is that on November the 8th, the bridges along the Texas-Mexico border reopened for non-essential travelers. If you had any doubts that Mexican citizens spend between 18 and $19 billion annually on the U.S. side of the Rio Grande, well, doubt no more. I spoke to families crossing from Matamoros to Brownsville on the first day that the bridge was open in close to 19 months. ¿Qué tanto tiempo hace que no visita aquí? Ah, bueno, tengo que, pues, dos años, este, por lo que vale la pandemia, y, pues, pues, nada más que nada, pues, la ropa de acá es mejor calidad, y... Es, es mucho más económica, aunque uno diga que el dólar va subiendo, pero realmente allá lo, do, lo de una prenda, allá es cuatro veces más. Entonces, la ropa de allá es de menor calidad y, y cuesta mucho, mucho más. En cambio, la ropa de acá es pues, mucho más este, de buena calidad y en cambio, entre muchas cosas, ¿verdad? Los juguetes, aquí este, una pieza, bueno, por ejemplo, las LOL, aquí están como en 1500. En cambio, en viendo las páginas de americanas, ¿verdad? están 20, 30 dólares, o sea, la verdad que es mucha diferencia, la verdad. Ah, aunque eh, exista un ca el cambio eh, de dólar, están 20, 20 pesos, 22, un dólar, este... Como quiera, sí, sí es mucho la diferencia de lo que cuesta aquí en pesos a lo que cuesta acá en dólares. Y pues también algunos vienen a ver a familiares, yo creo que también pues tienen de este lado ¿verdad? y pues también. ¿Cuánto tiempo hace que usted ya no cruza? Hace como, pues ya para dos años casi. Sí. ¿Mayormente cruza para compras o visitar familia? No, para compras. ¿Qué tanto tiempo hace que no ha visitado aquí? Pues ya tengo más de dos años, ya gracias a Dios se abrieron las fronteras ¿verdad? para poder cruzar los de, los de visa, los turistas, pues como quiera hace falta. Entonces, uh, mayormente el objetivo para cruzar, ¿usted viene de compras, a visitar familia? ¿Cuál es? De compras, o más de compras. ¿Qué tanto tiempo hace que usted y su familia han viajado acá? No, pues desde que empezó la pandemia, que no venimos. ¿Usted eh, vienen acá de compras, señora, o vienen de familia? De compras y visitar a la familia. ¿Qué tanto tiempo hace que no visita aquí? Pues ya dos años, lo que es de toda la pandemia y un poquito hacia atrás, pero lo que son dos años. ¿Y mayormente el objetivo de visitar este, la familia, compras, cuáles son? Compras, la familia y buscar los regalos para Navidad, ahora que se abren los puentes. 
Muchas gracias, señor. Steve Taylor spoke to the president and CEO of the Brownsville Chamber of Commerce, Esme Villarreal, about the opening of the bridges for non-essential travelers. How important is this, uh, Esme, to your to your members? Well, the reopening of the port of entries is of utmost importance to any uh, border town. As you know, we are the only city with three port of entries, and we highly depend, our economy depends on the foreign traveler uh, for continue, uh, continued growth uh, for our city and for the region overall. Um, how many uh, businesses do you feel have, have really suffered? Maybe some of them have gone out of business altogether. But uh, you, you've obviously done lots of um, tracking of this issue since the bridges were closed. Uh, how serious, how many businesses maybe shut up shop for good? How many really were struggling and they're just about surviving? Well, through our efforts through the COVID-19 program in collaboration with the City of Bronzeville and both EDCs, GBIC and BCIC, uh, we were able to uh, actually reach out to a thousand businesses and track temporary closures and uh, permanent closures of businesses. And overall, it was less than 10% of these businesses that closed. I'm in the process of receiving information from the City of Bronzeville with a more accurate number. Uh, as of October 31st to see how many businesses have applied uh, or updated them of the closure of their businesses. We do know that the historic downtown area has suffered um, at least perhaps 10 businesses closed in the past recent months due to the non-essential travelers as they're the number one consumer. Did you say 10 there? 10 businesses have closed? Or 10%? Approximately. About, and, and again, this information uh, was as of January 2021. I see. Okay. We're still waiting on accurate number from the city of Bronzeville. Uh, and those are establishments that actually report either by assisting uh, in person or by email that they inform them that their business is now closed. And so what's today like? What, what are you hearing from your members and the downtown traders? How much excitement is there today? There is. In fact, we had the opportunity to visit as we were trying to support these businesses in downtown. And we visited one specific um, location, and as we were speaking to management, uh, they really, uh, they really actually told us what transition. And these uh, these businesses closed for a couple of months. Specifically, that one they reopened. But um, something that they learned during the pandemic was to very quickly adapt to the ongoing situation and started selling online. They started promoting through social media platforms, which this triggered their business to remain open even though their location was closed. Uh, as soon as the governor uh, had those orders for the reopening of, of Texas for business, they did so and they started to see an increase in business, but not to what they expect on a daily basis in sales, simply because they had limitations in consumers. I know there have been talks of uh, having a pilot program in downtown Brownsville whereby the Mexican visa holder who has not been vaccinated could come across at the bridge, get a wristband, go downtown, get the vaccine, then go back. Um, have you, has that been discussed you know, at an official level as, as to whether Brownsville could participate in such a pilot program? Um, as of last Friday, uh, we actually had the opportunity to attend a press conference with uh, Cameron County Judge Eddie Zavinia Jr. and Port of Entry Director Kate Ortiz at the Veterans Bridge. And they did mention uh, the possibility of conducting clinics here 
in the port of entries uh, for all travelers. As we understand that now in the United States, we do have the available vaccinations for children from ages 5 to 11. And in Mexico, they're still not ready. Their focus is and the efforts is to continue to, one, promote commerce and allow these non-essential travelers to have access and cross here, not just, of course, to visit our businesses, but to reunite with families, which they haven't seen in 19 months. But in addition, to support and have them get vaccinated here in the United States, as we do have uh, the ability that all of our um, you know, major pharmacies and our doctors have access to this type of vaccinations, of course, that they're all free of charge. So are you saying, did I hear you right there, um, that this idea for the clinics to be stationed on the port of entry, that's, is, that a, a is that a good idea? Is it possible that you could do that? Um, well, that is something that is coming from Cameron County, from the um, judge's office. Now, this is uh, overall just a conversation that was held of a possibility, if need be, they have the ability, as they do have access to this type of vaccinations for children. And also, um, there is already ongoing efforts through the city of Bronzeville and, of course, the U.S. Customs and uh, Cameron County, in which we have actually welcomed um, Mexican nationals or foreign travelers uh, into the bridge system. And then I'm not mistaken, they've actually um, given out 2,000 vaccinations. These are from the maquiladoras, workers from the maquiladoras that have crossed into United States in a bus and they get their vaccination and they go back to Mexico. Yeah, those are the maquila workers. Yes, the maquila workers. And as you know, maquiladoras are the number one employers in Matamoros. Um, so that has also been a great relationship between both Matamoros and the city of Bronzeville, which have given them access. Now, um, for those that do cross, anyone that is under the age of 18 and they need to get vaccinated, for now, anyone under 18, it's not a mandatory, uh, I guess, overall law that they have to be vaccinated. So if an adult brings their child, which is under 18, and it's not vaccinated, they can get their vaccination here in the United States. So somebody that's under 18, because vaccines are not required in Mexico just yet for children under 18, uh, mm -hmm. they, they could, today, they could, if with their parent, they could cross. The parent obviously <laughs> needs to be vaccinated, but the child, unvaccinated could cross as of today yes sir that is correct and um, again we do stress the importance of visiting the um the website the cdc website because there are specific vaccinations that are allowable uh, as they do cross and they uh, get questioned about which vaccine they have there are specific ones that are allowable um, for them uh, to be able to cross into the united states last question um Clearly, the, the, the eyes of the nation are upon the, board, the southwest border today with, with the bridges opening. We've got lots of media, national media down here that um, mm -hmm. are here, especially for this story today. What would your message be to our federal government? Anything special you would like to say to the White House or to Congress uh, about the importance of, um, of allowing uh, our neighbors across the river to come over here? and continue shopping and uh, improving our economy once again. Well, non-essential travelers are essential to our economy. You know, uh, the border 
we are driven by, of course, our culture, but we highly depend on our foreign travelers. Uh, they are family. They make our business, of course, continue to grow. So we are excited about the reopening of the port of entries. We've been waiting for 19 months, uh, of course, for it to be a very um, safe and uh safe reopening of the port of entries because we highly depend on a on a safe and healthy of course investor we want to make sure that we continue to decrease the matrix the city of Bronzeville has already decreased their matrix to two versus a three which means that we are now more controlled in regard cases we continuously hear from our county that the cases are continuing to um, you know, get lower and lower and lower. And it takes all of us to continue to be able to reopen and continue to have our businesses open. But we, uh, the city of Bronson, we are open for business. We have been open for the last 19 months and we are excited and we welcome all of our visitors with open arms because our businesses depend on their investments. And of course, our hotels and our motels, everyone depends on our visitors uh, from a small business to a larger corporation. But most importantly, we're happy that our families are getting re united because we are a community that's driven by our and our family. While we were at the Brownsville Port of Entry on International Boulevard, Steve Taylor spoke to Public Affairs Liaison Elias Rodriguez about the opening of the bridge. So normally here you would be checking uh, the visitors for their visas, but now you've got the visas and to check whether they've had the vaccination. So can we deduce from that that basically your workload today is doubled? Our main priority is to keep the United States uh, border safe. And it always entails uh, checking for drugs, uh, anything that could damage the United States. Uh, this is an additional tasking. However, we are prepared to keep our border secure. And so we're ready for the task. We're at the Gateway Bridge. How long is the line of vehicles? How far does it stretch? I checked a few minutes ago and the wait time was only 20 minutes, which is a little less than what we anticipated. However, we are taking into consideration that it is a work day during the week. It's a Monday when we open the, reopen the, the borders for non-essential travels. The real test will be during the weekend and we expect an increase in traffic. Mm -hmm. So. Walk us through the procedure for your, your agents that are in the, at, the, at each lane. The, they First of all, they're checking the vehicle, like you say, make sure there's nothing illegal in, in the vehicles, and then you're checking that they've got their visas and everything's in place. But then you've got that additional task of checking to see if they've got um, a vaccination card which is approved by the CDC. How much, I mean, ha walk us through how that works for each of your lanes. The vaccination requirements only apply to those that are non-citizens, that are uh, from a foreign or a different country other than the United States and not uh, permanent residents. So that's not all the traffic that crosses through our international crossings. Uh, those who are non-citizens uh, that are here to, uh, not for non-essential purposes must be ready to assert that they are vaccinated and that they're fully vaccinated, which we consider if it's uh, a two-vaccine uh, vaccination uh, to have both vaccines and more than 14 days past the last the second vaccine so that is one thing that travelers need to be able to ascertain hey I've been uh, vaccine fully vaccinated and if required they must be ready to present proof of being fully vaccinated so they have to if upon your request they have to show uh, a do documentation that says they've been vaccinated. That is correct. But you could just take their word and say, okay, they say they've been vaccinated, let them through without the documentation? 
Well, the officers are the ones conducting the inspection, and they will be asking each uh, uh, according to whatever presents. You know, if it's a U.S. citizen, we're that's not a requirement, but if it's a non-citizen, then we will be asking the questions and making sure that those that we allow to enter have been vaccinated. It's been 20 months since many of them have been able to get over here. They come here to see their family or to, to shop. Uh, do you sense a level, a greater level of excitement from, from, the, from the tourists and the, the travellers coming through? To, uh, is, there a, you know, is, is it a different um, atmosphere today? Uh, we, the, the travelers who have crossed, uh, do, are happy to come and we, are, we welcome them as long as they meet all the requirements, which in this case also includes being fully vaccinated. Uh, we do expect an increase in travelers uh, and we will be ready. Uh, so, you know, that's something that we're looking forward to. There are elected officials on this side of uh, the river, the mayor, the, the county judge, uh, lots of uh, leaders, elected officials here that would love the opportunity to vaccinate them here. Maybe the vaccination rates in, in Matamoros are lower and we have a glut of vaccines here. They like to do it here. But at the moment, the federal government doesn't allow, you're not able to let them come in and say, look, if they said, we just want to come in and we'll get the vaccination here, we promise. You can't help uh, with that scenario at the moment. The requirement from us is that they be fully vaccinated when they're coming for non-essential reasons. So anything else that, that's coordinated with our local officials would be, uh, any questions on that should be asked of them. Well, they, they obviously can't do it here without the federal government's support. They need that approval. Then they would set up, you know, a program here of vaccinating them just like you know the the valley residents but at the moment they can't do that at the moment we're only admitting those that are fully vaccinated correct yeah supervisor rodriguez anything else you'd like to say i would like to add that um those travelers that are intending to enter the united states that they check their documents as uh, previously mentioned many of them have not traveled in over a year it could be that their documents their travel documents are no longer uh, valid so check the expiration dates uh, i know that other governments have the month and the date um, different than from the U.S., so they need to verify that their documents are current, are valid, before they attempt to enter the United States. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Rio Grande Guardian was at the Brownsville Port of Entry on International Boulevard on November the 8th. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.